welcome to the She Rises Into Desire podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Fontana. I'm a former pharmacist, intuitive healer, rapid transformation business coach, hypnotherapist, and wealth coach. I help you move from healthcare worker to unlocking your inner heart-centered healer so you can get paid abundantly for your gifts as you enrich the world. This podcast is your portal to rise into your desires, owning your brilliance and feminine magnetism to scale your profitable healing business. Let's dive in. Hello, queens. Welcome back to another episode of She Rises Into Desire. And I am so excited for this episode in particular because I'm going to be sharing with you how I channel my books, how I do it so quickly and the process, what that looks like, and so that you can do the same. So I really love writing. I feel like it's kind of that channel that allows God's source spirit to move through me and to write on the pages of a book because I really could not make these things up myself. A lot of the things that I write, a lot of the downloads that I get to write these books (laughs) and the themes and what comes through is just so beyond anything that my conscious mind could ever conjure up. So I am really excited to kind of take you through what that looks like and share some of these deeper stories that I've actually never shared before, but I know will help to guide you along your path if you are an entrepreneur looking to write your own book. So let's dive in together. So I actually loved writing from an early age. I can remember my first grade teacher saying, how beautiful my writing was. And I know it's because I feel things on a deeper level and I'm highly sensitive. So I always was able to kind of tune into the energy of the room or describe a tree in a more, I guess, sophisticated way or elevated way that maybe other people couldn't tap into. And I know that that's definitely a strength. So if you're an empath who's looking to write a book, I find that many empaths are drawn to writing because it's kind of your way of articulating the intangible into a tangible sentence, theme, framework, and book. So if you think about that, like how do you describe a tree, right? Like you might say, oh, like there's a willow tree outside my window right now. But someone else who feels and sees deeply, they might get inspired by that tree and write something like, and I'm just going off the cuff here, like, you know, the the symbolism of the willow tree is that it's really rooted in the ground and rooted in itself, but it, it allows the flexibility, right, of swaying in the breeze. So that's just an example. You see and feel things on a deeper level. So oftentimes people who write books are highly sensitive because you can really tap into the energy of what's happening in the outer world and translate it to to words. And I think that that's a gift. Um, Somebody that I was recently working with reflected that back to me. She's like, wow, you know, you're really able to um, tune into my energy and so clearly see me and 
communicate my brilliance. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of taking the unseen and making it seen and, and giving it words. So I always loved words and can remember my dad and I sitting at the computer at night. I was probably in middle school and he would actually help me to construct sentences, to change the vocabulary, to elevate, you know, the energy of the sentence. So it's actually funny to see that that now that's how I help my pharmacist clients is by taking, you know, reading the energy and then helping them to really tease out and communicate their brilliance in a way that, articulates exactly how they help their clients in a very practical way. So it all started with Joe Tarantola, I guess, now that I'm kind of piecing this together. But I used to love that. Like he used to spend time with me and we would um, just kind of like co-create together, whether it was a, you know, poetry that I had to write or an assignment I had to do for school. So it was a really cool bonding experience that definitely shaped my love for writing and who I am today, to be honest, you know, like I know I talk about my dad a lot and the struggles that, uh, and the the challenging relationship that we've had, but I really did learn so much from him. And I know that I chose him as my father. I believe that we choose our soul family before we come here to be able to move through this healing process to birth these things out into the world because if I had no trial or no testimony I wouldn't have anything to write about right so that's how we can kind of reframe and shift our perspective like how can I you know take the most out of the out of this situation and help other people and I think that was happening way before I actually wrote my first book because when I was 18 and going through my awakening I was having these you know just waking up every night and and binging on unhealthy food it was like this really big like vicious cycles and big swings in in my appetite and I was starting to I think wake up to all of the old programming and the old beliefs that I was ready to release but I didn't know how to do it so oftentimes awakening comes from unexpected things it can come from a health challenge it can come from a divorce or building a business. I know a lot of my clients move through challenges around their identity because they're shifting from being a pharmacist to a full-time entrepreneur. So it requires a shift in your subconscious programming to know that, okay, I'm used to getting paid by an employer to now I can magnetize clients. I can actually generate my own wealth, my own income. So it's a big shift in how you see yourself, the beliefs you have about money. I mean, it literally, um, (laughs) having a business will unearth all of these aspects of your old program and and your old beliefs. So it's important to have someone there to guide you because I I can remember, you know, when I was waking up at 18, I started seeing a therapist. But like, if I had this transformation work, boy, would that journey have been a lot smoother and a lot easier. So I knew when I was 18 that I wanted to write a book. I just didn't know what it was going to be about. I always kept journals, you know, even when I was younger. Writing in my journals was really my safe haven to express everything that I couldn't say out loud because I grew up in a very suppressive environment where I couldn't cry. I couldn't express myself. I had to just kind of be a robot. That was what was expected of me. And I know that, you know, I 
kind of attracted the same situation in retail pharmacy, right? It's the same thing. You have to just keep your head down and suppress your voice and your needs and your emotions. And if you have to go to the bathroom, you have to wait. If you have to eat, if you have to take a break, you can't really honor your body. And that's a huge theme of what I'm going to be writing about in this fifth book that I'm working on with 20 other incredible pharmacist entrepreneurs. So we'll go into that later, but just kind of a a sneak preview of some of the themes that I'm going to be sharing in that book. So, you know, I grew up in this environment where I couldn't speak up. I couldn't speak out. I couldn't share what I wanted. And so the words that I, you know, channeled into my journal that was really kind of like my safe space. So if you've ever had a tree house or like a place in your backyard that you went to just kind of get away, that was it for me was, you know, my journal. So I always kept journals. I always hid them under my bed when I was younger. All the like little glittery journals. I can remember there was one that was like a turquoise um, like composition notebook that had like glitter all over it. I can remember a lot of them. So I, that was my safe space. And so I've always loved writing. Um, You know, when I was 18, knew I wanted to write a book, but it really wasn't until when I hit um, 26 that I actually had the opportunity to go ahead and actually start writing my book. And what I will say to you is that no one is going to do it for you. No one is going to grant you permission to go ahead and just do it. So you have to be the one that unlocks the key to just taking the next steps forward to writing your book. And luckily for me, when I was going through, you know, my eating disorders and getting kicked out of my house and just really trying to rebuild my life, there was an email that popped through. I was, I'll never forget it. I actually, I was 25 at the time and I was living in Brooklyn and this email came through from a coach that I had followed, Maston Kip. He was on Oprah. He was kind of like a one-hit wonder. Like he probably is still coaching, but um, you know, he was on Oprah and then kind of like faded off, but he sent an email that said, you know, do you want to write your book in Bali? And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is my chance," right? So, I mean, there were a lot of things that had to go into even getting to Bali to write this book. So I immediately applied. Um, You had to go through an application process. You had to go through an interview process. And then eventually I I did get selected. And then they go, oh yeah, by the way, it's $15,000. And I was like, oh crap, okay. I had never invested in myself before. So a lot of that scarcity programming was coming up. But my desire was so big and I knew that I had wanted to write a book for so long that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And luckily I had a lot of my friends who were cheering me on too, because there were some points that I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. It's too much. It's too, too big. It's, it's scary, you know, because I had to, um, go and actually purchase a, uh, a hotel block or whatever it was like you had, uh, you know, your accommodations and all of that, that you still had to pay for. So it was the accommodations, the flight, it was a 21 hour flight. I had to fly from JFK to Seoul. And then I drove from, and then I flew from Seoul down to Denpasar. And that in itself, like flying across the, the whole world to go write a book seemed crazy. And then like my brother was saying to me, he's like, you're nuts. Like, what are you doing? I can remember. 
again, like being bold, going for my desires and your family often like they don't, they're like, what the hell are you doing? We don't get it, but that's okay. Still went, still did it. I went for my dream and I wound up, um, luckily my bosses at the time were really flexible and I was able to take off for that month of November because we were going November of 2014. And so I was able to just go ahead and do that, which was like such a gift because I, you know, didn't know how I was going to afford it. So luckily I, you know, was working at an independent at the time. I literally worked probably every day that July of that year and I got enough money to pay for everything and I just went. I was like, yep, this is it. This is what I want. And so when we got to Bali, we got coaching with individual, I think there was like four coaches that that people had and everybody was split up into four groups. So there were 30 of us, there were 30 women and a couple guys from all over the world, a lot from the United States, obviously. But it was just such a transformative experience because it really just opened me up to all of the the healing that I still needed to move through in order to be able to channel that book. Because there was so much shame, I think, around guilt and shame around being able to share authentically without hurting my family all of what had happened and the abuse that had taken place and it was hard it was really challenging but having that group um, of women and moving through some of the healing work that we did at that time because it was pretty much like a 30-day retreat so I call it a retreat um, you know, writer's retreat. And if you go on YouTube and you look under, um, I might even put it in the show notes, but there was, there's a video that they did at the end with all of us. And it was just like our experience. And it still makes me cry to this day just to see like the growth and the transformation that that can happen in such a short amount of time. So anyway, we had coaching, we had um, like group sessions where, you know, we were able to share different pieces of our writing And then they had this uh, competition where they had a big whiteboard and they had everybody's name and you would put your word count at the end of the day. And me being just like super laser focused and organized, I had already had somebody, I had paid somebody to type and transcribe all of my journals. So I had a lot of that like work already done. It was kind of just like piecing things together and fleshing out more of the details. But I was the first one done and I was done in 13 days. So we had... I think it was like 20 or 30 days to to finish our, they called it like the shitty first draft. And I was done in 13 days because I had such a strong desire and passion to birth this book out into the world to show other young girls that they can heal. They can heal through other ways than like traditional medicine, right? Like if you would go to a doctor and say, hey, I have a you know binge eating disorder, they'll put you on medication, right? So I wanted to show that even though I'm a pharmacist, I have actually, you know, released, I'm not even a practicing pharmacist anymore, although I do have my license in PA. I knew that eventually I wanted to be a full-time entrepreneur and telling that story was so important to me that I didn't care what it took, that I just made it happen. So even though I had fear of flying all the way across the world by myself, 26 years old, 
um, not knowing what was going to happen. And actually, I whenever I landed, they were supposed to have like a, sh- a, a taxi service and the guy never showed up. So I'm in a foreign country and some guy's like, oh, yeah, I'll take you. And I'm like, I go to him. I'm like, I want to see your permit. I said, I, I'm not about to get like raped and, and killed over here. So I got to the Denpasar airport and it was like 12 o'clock at night because of the time change. And I just had to trust. And luckily I got there safely. But there was a lot of risk that was involved paying close to $20,000 to, you know, for this whole experience having to take off work, having to like move through all of the emotions of dredging up years of abuse. Like there was a lot, (laughs) you know, it's not just like, oh, go and write your book, right? It's like, no, you need support. You need, um, you know, coaches there to guide you. I never knew how to write a book. So it was all of that that really laid the foundation for me to then write subsequent books because then I knew, okay, well, this is what I have to do. These are the ideas flowing through for me. This is the process. This is how I upload the book. This is how I get formatting, editing, all of that stuff. Like there's so many steps that I'm just not going to go through in, in this episode, but there are, you know, just some some shifts and things that you can do to get started on your book. So that's really what I wanted to highlight here. And so, you know, after I came home from Bali, I just went on KDP. I got an editor. I got somebody to format the book. I got a cover design and it was like, boom, 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 done. And I think I had the book in my hands in February, February of 2015. So for those of you who know me, you know, I'm very, (laughs) very quick, very efficient Um, but it did take time, especially that first, the first time around with that first book. So now I want to go into a little bit more general, like I'm not going to go through each one of the books, but more so about the process of how I channel the book and what that looks like. So 2015 and what's, so we're in 2022, so seven years and I've written, this will be, I'll, I'll be finishing the fifth one later on this year. So within seven years, five books, you're probably like, how the hell did you do that? (laughs) And I'll show you and I'll tell you how. So the way that things always come to me, because I meditate every day, I'm extremely intuitive is I kind of just open my channel to what God source spirit wants me to do. God is my CEO. I'm always just listening and observing and getting out of my own way to just channel clearly like, hey, what do you need me to do today? So I am the feminine essence of my business, but God is really the CEO and and guides everything and tells me what to do. So the more that you can really open your channel, the more that you can just really tune in and listen to your intuition, that's where these downloads and these ideas will start to come to you. So for me, I kind of, it gets um, imprinted into my awareness through often like a word or an idea or even an image. So for this last one, for example, I just kind of got this, um, it was like, oh, monetize your magic. And then I started to be like, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, what, what about monetizing your magic? And then I got this idea that downloaded through, oh, well, like, you're not supposed to be doing this book alone. You actually need a bigger group of women to help create this movement. And that's kind of the energy that's been coming through me a lot. So if you've been watching my social media, you'll see there's a lot of just this power and movement energy. And that's been just being channeled through me. 
And so I start with that idea, like, okay, what is the theme? Okay, the theme is monetizing your magic or helping, you know, you to become a heart-centered healer in healthcare. Then I go through and say, okay, what are the chapter titles? What are the things that I need to be teaching in order to help this person along their transformation journey? And what does that end result look like for them after they've digested this book, after they've gone through the journal prompts that I've given them? And so I start to channel that and I just start writing some of the chapter titles like, okay, what themes are wanting to come through right now that are going to support this overall vision of helping someone to become a heart-centered healer in healthcare. That's where I start just jotting things down. And then I go through and kind of just, I guess, sticky notes and, and put different themes. And I'm like, all right, well, where should this go? Where should that go? God, like what makes the best sense for the flow of this book? And what do you, like, what would you have me write about? So then I get these different concepts. I have a, a a uh, little like push pin board that I use with the sticky notes and I just write themes and I just I'm like okay this goes here that goes there so it definitely takes some organization and um just really like trusting yourself as you go through the process like yeah I'm getting this download yes this makes sense okay yes this is the next step and so something you can do you know if you're writing a book if you're in the middle of writing it is to just open your your channel and you know meditate there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, however you get into a flow state where you can just kind of relax and receive is the best way. So some people do meditation, some people like ground and go walk outside in the grass. Some people do walking meditation. So however you get to a state of flow and just openness, that's how you're going to get into being able to be open to channel these ideas. And then, you know, put it to paper, just start writing things out. Like, okay, what are some of the, the themes that I want to write about? Then, what you do from there is you can start filling in the details. Okay, so like theme is um, letting go of the disempowered masculine and anchoring into divine feminine. Okay, so like what am I teaching them here? And then again, you open up, you channel, you listen, and you start writing. And sometimes what I've done in the past is I just take things that I've already written and just put it right in the chapter. So you just start dumping, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect you pharmacists out there who are like, but wait, it has to be exactly right. Just like, let it be messy for a little bit before it gets cleaned up, right? And just start writing and, and having these chapter titles and start to write, you know, some of the details into these different themes or chapters. So then once you do that, then what I do, and I'm actually in the middle of this right now, I just literally like dump a bunch of ideas. I'm like, okay, this is something I would talk about. Here's another thing that I would talk about. And then I go back through, clean that up. So I'm like, okay, how is this flowing? What does this look like? How am I transitioning paragraphs? And, you know, you kind of do, it's called like more global editing. And then you can go back in and do more like grammatical things or details or things that you want to teach people that are going to contribute to the whole theme of this book. And so really, it's kind of like if you could think of it from an eagle's eagle, eagle eye, bird's eye perspective, you're starting off with this bigger theme, this bigger vision, and then you're creating these chapters that are going to support the theme. And then you go even deeper into the details of, okay, this is exactly what to do. Um, this is how you're moving through, you know, to 
flow into the next chapter and the next idea and the next idea. And the details kind of just fill themselves in because especially if you're writing a book about something that you are an expert in or you know everything about, it's gonna be super simple for you to just be like, okay, this is what I need people to know. This is the next step. This is the next step. And maybe for you, it's like a prescriptive nonfiction, which is often what I write, where you're teaching something. And then at the end of the chapter, there are, are some action steps. Maybe it's like one or two action steps. So from there, you know, once you've, you know, channeled all those ideas and you've, you know, led led them to, you know, led your reader to kind of like the end of their transformation, you've completed the book then you need to hire an editor, you need someone to format the book. I always publish through Amazon KDP. Super simple, literally it's uploading a Word document into um, their software and having the cover image of your book put in there as part of, I think it's like a JPEG, and literally that's all you do. So you upload that, you make sure the formatting is right, you know, you go through the process of editing, which can take a couple rounds, and you have your book, right? So Amazon has something called print on demand where once you, you can literally order 200 copies, you could order two copies, but once you have your book completed, they look it over, they authorize it that you can go ahead and sell it. Then you pick your price point and you can start selling your book. So I wanted to just kind of go over some of those things to show you actually that it can be easier, right? But oftentimes we get in our own way. And this is a lot of the work that I do with my clients in helping them to release these blocks of imposter syndrome, unworthiness, fear of moving forward. Because when you have these blocks in the way, it's kind of like, you know, being in a car and you have so much traffic in the way, it takes so much longer to get to the goal and to finish the book because you're kind of fighting against all of these aspects of yourself. And trust me, I get it because that was me. You know, I had so many blocks around perfectionism and people pleasing and not wanting to upset my family, all of those things. So I really get it. And you don't have to do it by yourself. So I wanna just encourage you along your path to lean on support, whether it's working through some of this inner transformation which is a lot of what I do in my Elevate Entrepreneur Academy with helping you to release blocks to shine your brilliance so you're attracting your soul clients with ease. Because here's the thing, your book can actually be a lead magnet. Your book can attract people to you. So it's a really incredible asset to lean on. It shows a level of expertise that you know what you're talking about, that you can help people. And so shining your brilliance and really owning that is such a key part of any part of your business, whether it's writing a book, speaking on stage, doing a Facebook Live, whatever that is. And we go through that in depth in my Elevate Entrepreneur Academy, which is my six-month signature program where I show you how to release these blocks, how to neutralize stories around money so that you can expand your ability to receive more clients to rewire your subconscious mind so that you know you are a successful full-time entrepreneur. All of these aspects are things that I've mapped out over the past 10 years to help you accelerate your path so it's a lot easier and smoother. So if that is really just resonating with you, I would love to hear what you're up to in your business. Just DM me on Instagram and we can just chat. I am always so happy to connect with 
pharmacists, healers in healthcare who are looking to, you know, really create a huge impact in the world. And that really starts within our own, our own inner healing journey, right? So I am cheering you on. I am celebrating you in your book process, whether it's an idea, whether you're halfway through, wherever you are, I actually want to hear from you where you are in your journey and how I can be of a support to you, even if it's just cheering you all along your journey. So anyway, I love you all. Have a beautiful day and I will see you on the next episode.